Uh, we are live for anyone who is actually. Thank you, Joseph. I don't know what those emojis are. I can't tell through StreamYard, unfortunately, but this is episode number 85 of the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast. I have CJ Bukala from the, from the Four Line and Nick Santola from All New York Sports. Uh, they're joining me today. We're going to talk about a load of topics, and these are just topics that actually just came out in the last couple of days for me because I was like, should I do some Yankees? Should I do something this? Should I do something that? And then me and my friend, Sean, were talking the other night, and we were talking about old Rail Rider games that I used to go to because I lived in Pennsylvania, and my mom knew somebody who gave out tickets. So obviously we went to a couple of their games. Um, I actually went to one of their games in 2009, uh, before they decided, what was it, two years later to uh, to totally rename them and then re, you know basically reconstruct the stadium. But they were known as the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Yankees then. Obviously, they're the Rail Riders now and one of the few teams left in our farm system. Uh, but the way I was coming about that was we were talking, obviously, about the Rail Rider games, as I just mentioned, and we were going through the lineups of every game I was at that at least I remembered, and we were talking about where is this player now. So that's where I kind of got that idea about talking about Yankees memories, and obviously, you know, we have a lot of fun with that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many memories Nick has and CJ has. I know I got a lot of memories myself. And then I was watching one of my favorites, uh, one of my favorite baseball movies, or at least a clip today, and I said, you know what, let's include that too. And obviously Trevor Bauer, he's with the Dodgers. So any first thoughts, I'll go to Nick, and then I'll go to CJ. I, first thoughts in terms of the Bauer contract? Anything. Uh, well, that Trevor Bauer contract was absolutely ridiculous. Anybody in their right mind giving him 40 or $45 million a year? Um, nah. <laughs> nah. I wouldn't do it. You don't feel bad for Mets fans, though? Not at all. They should, they should I... be rejoicing that they didn't get him. CJ, that's exactly what I was just gonna say. I mean, Mets fans. Some Mets fans are out there like so excited that they didn't get him, and you have a lot of them who are very uh, disappointed and upset. But I think that contract is absolutely absurd, and I feel like if Bauer declines over time on that contract, and let's say the Mets like gave him even more money than the Dodgers did, I feel like it would screw the Mets up paying Trevor Bauer tons of money for being a subpar pitcher, but. I think that contract's absolutely absurd. That's all I have to say on it, really. Joseph Balby comments, uh, I know nothing about baseball. Well, it's okay, Joseph. You know, you're here. You're an active – well, I mean, yeah, you're an active supporter of the channel. I see you a lot when it goes to the uh, the hub streams and when I always go, go on there. Ask a question if you like. It, it can't – you know, it could be football-related because me, Nick, and CJ are all football fans, except CJ's a Jets fan, unfortunately. So, <laughs> unfortunately, or, or man. yeah, or man. <laughs> unfortunately, as I'm wearing, you know, pretty ironic. We're doing a Yankees episode, a baseball episode, my Yankee hat, but my Notre Dame jersey. I mean, this is a jersey you guys like, Jason Garrett. I'll get to that in just one second. Um, this is Cole Komet, who's a tight end for the Bears. Does you know anybody remember in the game against the Saints in the playoffs where he basically was talking with Malcolm Jenkins. He throws the ball. The ref thinks he's throwing the ball at Malcolm yeah, Jenkins. And goes the yeah. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame tight ends are pretty good, though. Um, they got a couple of good players coming out of this draft. Jason Garrett, Joseph, I don't like him. But 
I'm going to be that optimistic fan, semi-optimistic fan, because if Garrett is smart enough, and hopefully he is, um, in that case, you're not going to be looking like the same defense, like the same offense every year. You have to change something. And I think that's what Garrett did when he came to the Giants, because everybody, you know, said this year, this looks nothing like the Cowboys offense that, you know, was, I don't know how many years ago when he was the head coach and before that when he was with the offensive coordinator so to answer your question i don't like garrett i hate the curl routes well you know what people can blame the receivers but they're not getting separation because of you know jason garrett and his route drawing i mean how many times we got to say on this podcast daniel jones's passer rating is one of the best in the league when it comes to 20 plus yard throws how many times have we gone downfield this season and you take a look at the touchdown number, which isn't you know necessarily great. Eleven touchdowns. How many touchdowns either are on long throws or set up by long throws? You know, you look at Gallman and how many times he went into the end zone. And I know this is a Yankees topic kind of podcast, but I'll go, go into this anyway, and I'll have Nick kind of you know go into his ideas a little bit on that because he's a Giants fan. He could provide some insight. But people say, oh, you know, Wayne Gallman, you know. I like Wayne Gallman, but at the same time, you have to look at how many big throws were set up or were setting up touchdowns. Uh, You have the Evan Ingram throw down the sideline against Von Bell in the Cincinnati Bengals game. You have the Austin Mack one in the Washington football team game. You have the Golden Tate one against the Eagles. You have the Golden Tate one against the Arizona Cardinals. So that just shows you what you need to implement more in your offense and – You know, I just don't understand what Garrett's doing going conservative. And my thing is, is that when he was out with COVID, and I don't necessarily, you know, say, oh, hope Jason Garrett gets COVID. No. Listen, I don't like the guy. That doesn't mean, you know, I wish COVID on him. But when Freddie Kitchens was the offensive coordinator for that week, he was more aggressive. It's just the problem was he was aggressive with the wrong quarterback. You know, he was making some downfield throws with Colt McCoy. You're not going to get any of that. So, um, Nick, any of your thoughts? You know, I think you got to take into account other things than just kind of setting the blame on him. And I know, I know he's in charge of the whole offense. It's his job to make sure they're right. But you look at the fact that, you know, these guys aren't getting any separation. You look at the fact that the offensive line's not holding up, you know, against these top-tier defensive lines that they played early in the year before they were, you know, going down the field much. You know, th- that offensive line was it was terrible before they started going down the field a little more. Like, it's not it's not just a combination. That's not the right wording. Um, it's not just, you know, Jason Garrett and his play call is terrible. You know, you got to kind of look at what they're, they're working with, too. Both of their tackles early in the year, rookies going up against solid, solid defensive linemen and edge rushers, you know, you're not going to necessarily succeed if you're you're hucking the ball downfield every play, especially with the fact that they could not run the ball at all. If you look at you know the way the Rams run offense, the way that um that Kansas City runs offense, everything is built off of one one other thing. You know, if you can't run, you can't pass, and vice versa. You know. The when you look at the majority of play action plays run in the NFL every year, 
a majority of them are for 15 or more yards, at least targeted 15 or more yards. You don't see a lot of play action plays, which, you know, they're, they're dumping it to a drag route or, you know, they're dumping for a screen. There's a few of them, but not that many. The fact that they could not run the ball is the absolute key to me as to why, you know, Garrett's play calling was a little questionable. Because you look at what he's done in his career as a head coach, and you look at the quarterbacks and running backs that he's had and the offensive clients he's had, he hasn't had to deal with that. You know, you go from DeMarco Murray to – from Tony Romo and DeMarco Murray basically directly to Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Like, that team has never had really a – under his tenure at least, never had a bad quarterback-running back duo. With a with a human flesh of human wo- flesh wall of ho- offensive linemen, I didn't say that well, but I think we got the point. Um, you know, the play action game is absolutely huge in Jason Garrett's offense, and when you can't run the ball, you can't run play action because nobody fakes for it or uh, bites on it. Yeah, I'm um, just gonna remark something that Joseph Balby just said. Um, yeah, we need weapons to help the whole offense. That is true. And before we move into other topics, I just want to remark this. Obviously, you know, either we touched upon it or we didn't. Saquon was out 14 games this season. And when you could run the ball with Saquon, it didn't work. It didn't work. You know, 15 rushes, six yards against the Steelers. And you look at a lot of the plays and – a lot of you know guys out there who say they watch film, you look at some of the plays in the offense that we had and also against the Steelers. So one of the plays that really gets me is the one where Saquon Barkley is running to the right and Bud Dupree comes around Andrew Thomas to make the stop for about like a four-yard loss. That is not on Andrew Thomas. He was supposed to go into one of the – interior defensive lineman and block him in my opinion that's on Garrett or somebody else because you need to put a tight end there the Marcus Golden sack right the one where you know basically that was the play of the game because it set up the momentum of the game and the feeling of the game Golden sacks Daniel Jones runs it back for a couple of yards that is a miscommunication either on the tight ends or it's either on the offensive line or someone else to communicate so not all of these are, you know, this weapons, this weapons, that. The Giants relied way too much on Darius Slayton for the deep ball this season. That's my opinion because he's not a number one receiver. A lot of the Giant fans out there think he's, you know, a number one receiver. I never thought he was, but that doesn't mean that he's, you know, bad value for a fifth round pick. He's very good value for a fifth round pick. Excuse me. Sterling Shepard. What did you say? I think, he, I think he was a sixth. He was a fifth round pick. Really? He was before or after Connolly. Sterling Shepard, red zone, red zone. How many red zone touchdowns we see this year from Shepard? Ravens game. We saw one in the Cowboys game. Use them to their strengths. That's the whole motive. That's the whole motto of this team and Joe Judge and his culture. You know, use them to their strengths. Evram, disappointment. I want him gone as soon as possible. Unfortunately, it does not look like that. That's just, you know, the way I see it because Joe Judge and him have a good relationship, it seems. That's why I think it's unlikely that the Giants are actually going to get Kyle Pitts. And a lot of people say, oh, the two tight ends in uh, New England. 
And I said to that, I said, both of those tight ends need to block. And people have been putting out very mixed results when it comes to scouting reports and film on Kyle Pitts because I've been doing my research. So Yeah, let's I can see tell you from what I've seen, he's not a very good blocker. Yeah, he is not. Uh, he's he's still a two or he's a two or three, but he's still a good player. Yes, I I do agree with that. And again, just because he's you know he had a down year, and that seems to be the Gettleman draft class thing where they have a good first year and the you know second year is down. We also have to encounter the fact that you know obviously we still need a wide receiver that's probably going to replace Golden Tate. Just don't forget about Dante Pettis. Also, he was very good at the latter end of the season. He didn't get activated until week 16 against the Ravens. I think he was battling COVID for a couple weeks, and then they just slowly eased him back in. But my point is, don't forget about him. Keep him on the roster next season. Key receiver, well, not a key receiver, but, you know, again, use him to their strengths. And, again, he really impressed impressed me among the wide receivers that we do have in the targets. You were saying? He's... He's exactly what we need. We need a guy that can play on the outside, that can take the top off of the defense. Because as fast as Darius Slayton is, and for as fast as he is, he's a surprisingly solid route runner. You know, you got you got Shepard who will, will eat up the catches underneath. You got a guy in Pettis who I don't know how many snaps he's going to get next year, but I would assume would be kind of that deep threat. Slayton's kind of that guy that I, I think they should use in the, the intermediate 10 to 15 yard passes. Eight, I mean, eight to eight to 12 yard passes are considered intermediate, but the, the, the inter, the intermediate passing game, which is something they had none of, it was either a check down or you were taking a big shot, you know? It's not an uneven balance really. Um, so, I mean, obviously, whoever's here will probably comment uh, going on the way. CJ Dope Room. Hey, thanks, man. I really you, appreciate it. I put, I, put, I put a lot of work into this. <laughs> yeah, that's – you know what? I kind of compare yours to a YouTuber like Cop Hizzle. I mean, he's got a good background. Oh, yeah. If anyone's ever watched him, he's got a good background. He's got a couple of jerseys. I mean, this is just a green screen. I mean, I'm, and then you know, CJ has a good room. But uh, Joseph, watch yourself out. Watch yourself out there. You're you're, you're complimenting a Jets fan, also. <laughs> I, I must I must say, you know, this guy's this guy's a Jets fan. He doesn't necessarily make a lot of good choices. Anyway, oh, oh yeah, I don't. I have all my Jet stuff out of the camera yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, better. <laughs> um, but it, um, anyway, even if you're not, uh, if you don't know anything about baseball or anything, go subscribe to. Uh, you guys got your own channel, Four Line, right? Yep, the Four Line. Uh, we got a new, yeah, we got a new video out right now. Actually, if you want to go check yep, that with, out, yeah, uh, with King Glaber. Yep, King Glaber. That's my, that's my guy over there. I'll go follow him on Instagram for Yankees memes, all sorts of fun stuff. That's, uh, it's one of my close friends. Yep, and these guys Yankees put up articles Yankees on com. You were saying, Nick? You were saying, Nick? Yankees Burner is the greatest Yankee meme page of all time. I, Yankees I Burner is good. Them. But King Glaber is better. He's so yeah, funny. I, I follow King Glaber, I think, actually. Yeah, he's, he's funny. He's funny. All right. Let me take a quick second. I'll post their links. Um, yeah. For articles, Joseph, you know, you can just go on allnewyorksports.com somehow. Uh, let me see. The four lines. Somehow just put it in the shirt. All right. Uh, here is their can we, just, can, we take, can we take a specialized minute to just – 
uh, what's the word? Like when you're like remembering <laughs> somebody who's dead. Uh, commemorate um, something. Yeah. Uh, who are you? Who are we remembering? Uh, yeah. The, the human baseball journalist that was Bob Nightingale. He is now Boob Nightingale. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I went and two story. So obviously, when I started implementing my Yankees on here, and I, I saw Nick's comment about, uh, I saw Nick's comment in the uh, uncut chat. Hey, thanks for the sub, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I saw because Nick was talking about it because somebody else in the uncut chat said, "Hey, listen, the Trevor Bauer went to the Jet uh, Jets. Trevor Bauer <laughs> went to the Mets, and uh, he's like Nick's like or somebody else said, who'd you get that from? Someone he said Bob Nightingale. He's like, yeah, how inconsistent the media is, and they're very sneaky as well." Because um, I don't know if you follow her, but there's this uh, agent. That's I think Trevor Bauer's agent. Her name is oh, uh, Luba or whatever. Luba. Yeah, and I follow he her. actually screenshotted Jeff Passan trying to message her and say, "Hey, where's Trevor Bauer going?" Wait, that was real. I <laughs> I I, th- I hopeful maybe maybe not. I don't. <laughs> if it was real, we oh know what person Passan is. I mean, oh I just don't trust God. the beat media at all. I mean, reporters are a different story because Rappaport and, you know, they all do their job. But I'm talking is beat media trying to get recognized in that crap. And, you know, I always talk about it all the time when it's Yankees, when it's, you know, Giants. A lot of these guys come to YouTube because these beat media guys don't have personalities. I mean, CJ, yeah. you experience it as a Jets fan. Uh, I don't know if you talk about it on your podcast, but one of your guys, Manish Mehta. I mean, Manish Mehta. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. all we all know the infamous Manish Mehta story. Of course, absolute clown. But it's funny how the Nightingale and well, a few bunch of my friends are freaking out. Oh my God, the Mets time power! And I'm like, buddy, it's Bob Nightingale. Take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain. It's boob. Take it with a grain of salt. So we go. I go on my podcast last night. And we're clowning this guy for like a solid five minutes because I feel like every time he says something, the total opposite happens. It's insane. Like I, I don't know how. I don't know who his sources are. Someone needs to check him out. <laughs> I know. I, I, I swear to God, this guy is cursed, man. Every time he says something, the complete opposite happens. I don't know how. The thing that, I just don't the know. Thing that absolutely, the thing that absolutely boggles my mind is he keeps putting shit out and keeps getting it wrong. So I don't know how his credentials are revoked. I don't know credentials aren't revoked. Let's be honest. Yeah, and then when he gets something right, he makes like 30 tweets about the same thing. <laughs> like over and over and over again about the same thing. It, it's crazy, it's man. Like, it's like when he's right, he's right, and then he makes a big deal about it. I mean, a lot of a lot of yeah. you know, reporters are like that. Friggin yeah. Got it. And you shouldn't – I don't know because there's this one guy. I don't know if Nick knows who he is. There's this one guy who does fan sided. He also does NJ.com. His name is Matt Lombardo. He's an Eagles fan writing beat yeah. for the Giants. Oh, I've heard of I him. Mean, I've heard I mean, how biased. Just looking at that, how, how like, you're going to have an Eagles fan write for the Giants, really. How do you do that? Like, how, how is that even possible? And it's not even like he's good or tries to sound unbiased. He's wrong on a lot of things. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know man. if Joseph's on Twitter, but he usually sees probably a lot of, you know, 
clickbait content. Yeah, that was like Mado when he was with the Jets. Every time he put something out, it was clickbait, and then we all clowned him for it, and he, he eventually blocked me on Twitter. So, But apparently, he, 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 yeah, he got his account back, so I followed him on okay. my other okay. Twitter account. Let, let's, uh, let's, let's, have a, let's have a discussion while we're uh Just one second. Uh, what do you mean, Joseph, what do you mean how? Yeah. And I'm, you know what I'm surprised about before I go into Nick's thing? I have not mm-hmm. – had the only person of – famousness that has blocked me and he doesn't block very well mm-hmm. shane lemieux shane lemieux not shane too lemieux sure blocked me. he unblocked me a couple of weeks ago but the reason mm-hmm. is is that you know i usually friendly reach out to a lot of people and say hey you know if you're not up for the interview god bless whatever so i do that and then the day later the day later this was around the time he got drafted so the day after I go and check, and he blocks me. Oh, my God. And I didn't feel hurt by it, but, like, I'm surprised a lot of the beat media hasn't blocked me yet because, of you know, I call them out and everything. See, it's funny because a lot of people respond, and a lot of people don't respond. Like Chris Carlin, when I was talking about his stupid Deshaun Watson opinion, you know, I called him out, and he's like, oh, the cap number's this, this, and this. Yeah, it's $10 million for this year. How many millions of dollars is next year? Giants are expected to have 79 to 96 million cap space. Take 40 million away from that, buddy. How much are you going to have? That's nothing. I got, Jabril I mean, Pinkley, I got, Kevin Ingram. I got blocked by uh, Meta like the a day before like he got fired. Like we were all clowning him on Twitter. He blocked me and a bunch of other people. And I got blocked by Semini at one, Rich Semini at one point as well, but he unblocked me. So, and then oh. I remember my dad got into like a, uh, Little exchange with Michael K on Twitter about. I remember like he, the one time he mentioned it on the air. What about my dad? I think because I, I, I remember I sent it to you. I remember it was, you texted in the chat. You were like, Michael K just mentioned my dad's tweet on air. Yeah, because it, it was about. Um, about I don't Justin remember. Tur- Justin Turner and the COVID Justin situation. Turner, yeah, World I remember Series. that. And I don't remember the exact context of it, but I remember my dad was my Michael K was like pissed off at my dad on TV, and like we're rewinding and like watching over and over again. I'm like, yo, look at Michael K just like screaming at my dad. Uh, oh, yeah, dear dear God, I hope this freaking guy never gets a job in the real media world. Do any of you know who Adam King is? Yes. No, yes, I don't. What team does he cover? Giants? Good question. He I think he covers the right I want to say, because I, I I think I follow him on Twitter or something like that. He says Adam King? Yeah, at Top Sports Mind. Yeah. This beat beat reporter for his own I, I don't know. Just looking at his bio, I don't trust him as you know a beat reporter. This fucking, this fucking Boob guy. Nightingale, man. He, Boob Nightingale. He he yeah, that's he, crazy. Um, I mean, I don't understand that. That this fucking guy over the summer, and I remember I was getting all excited about it. Um, he had said that the Yankees were trading Giancarlo Stanton to the Philadelphia Phillies in exchange for Bryce Harper. I remember, and that. I remember, I remember this. I remember that. I was like, I, I was, remember. I was like, whoa, okay. and then. I was like, I was like, okay, they're gonna trade Stanton for Harper. Makes a little bit of sense for both sides. Like, w- whatever it is, what it is. And then he's like, Hector Neris is going there too. I was like, uh, uh-uh, you're an idiot. 
I was like, what? Hector Neris. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Absolutely speaking, crazy. speaking of which, and Adam King actually commented on this one post by this blog called Brock, Bronx Pinstripes. The Bronx I love Bronx Pinstripes blog said that the Yankees should use a six-man rotation. Interesting take. Interesting take. I like. I don't Bronx know how to feel right? about that, though. Honestly, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, same here. Um, I'm a little... I think, I think eh. they have the depth to do it. They do. Yeah, I know you guys. I yeah, mean, when I mean, Severino comes back, I mean, you could roll be with fighting, You know, you're going to have a lot of players that can be fighting for spots. I mean, let's see. You got Cole. You got Tyen. You got Kluber. The next two guys are probably going to be maybe Herman, maybe Garcia, maybe I'm missing somebody, Montgomery. Severino when he comes back from injury. Severino. You'll have four spots, and then you'll just have that one guy. And then probably going to have that stupid bullpen day shit. I mean, oh, I hate that nonsense. Oh, my God. Or the Chad Green comes out, opens opens the game. I ha- I have then, a oh, Yankee oh. Stadium memory that actually a bullpen day took place. I just really? want to see if you guys know that game. When we come to it, though, when we come to it, no guesses right now. So let's actually uh, – speaking of which, I, I want to – All right. Uh, I'll let you one guess. Kansas City, Glaber Torres, walk-off single into right field. No. That wasn't it. Shit, that been I remember that game. That no. I remember that game. I remember like a lot of Yankee games off the top of my head, but like I can't remember like to do like a homework assignment or something. But I can remember like the most random Yankee games of all time. Like it's yeah, so weird. Same here. So same weird. here. I must say, I agree with you there. So <laughs> I'm gonna go into my Yankee Stadium memories. I'm gonna go through it quickly, but I'm gonna also you know create the funny parts and the fun parts I had during those. Then we'll obviously rotate around. Uh, Globe Life Field looks really cool. Globe yeah, Life yeah, Field, the Rangers. I honestly, yeah, stadium. If you want my opinion? If you want my opinion, I really like the other stadium better. The or the one in the one Arlington. I forget the name. Oh, Globe Life, Globe Life Park. That was Globe, Globe Life, Life, Globe yeah. Life Park, and then this is Globe Life Field. Isn't it basically similar to the old one? Well, yeah. Um, the name is the name is pretty much the same, but. Like structure wise, yeah, I think he's talking structure. Like structure wise, the new one looks more like the Astro Stadium. If you like, look at it closely, it kind of looks like that. The right field slash center field area looks just like Houston, and it's really like shocking how similar it is. To be honest, yeah. Okay, so first memory, uh, I'm gonna go back all the way to 2012. Oh, okay. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna include one minor league game because I have. CJ knows what I'm talking about. Nick doesn't. We have that in common. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we have tons of minor league uh, memories. The one, the one game in common, though, it's pretty funny. So you know what? Let's get it out, out of the open right now. <laughs> I know exactly what this is. <laughs> so, for anyone watching. So I'll tell you my side of the story, and then CJ could tell him his side of the story, because obviously we come from two different backgrounds. And I did not know CJ at the time. I knew him probably about a year later. I don't know when you joined on your sports. That was either September or sometime around that. Anyway, September. So, my buddies were coming in for a week. Uh, my friend Craig from Pennsylvania, he was going to stay with his grandmother in Brooklyn. It's about fifteen minutes away from here. And my friend Sean was going to stay for me, stay with me for the week. So, you know, we were planning out a couple of weeks earlier, and we get this phone call. This guy says, "Listen." Uh, we're from the Brooklyn Cyclones, 
And uh, you just got four free tickets to the Monday, August, I'm going to say 10th or 11th, no, 12th, August 12th game against the Staten Island Yankees. I said this hmm. is perfect. I didn't want to leave my mom out, but, you know, she said, you know what, go with your friends. It's fine. So this is obviously in Coney Island uh, for anyone who knows where that is in Brooklyn. So obviously we put on all your Yankee gear and I'll be happy to share a picture at some point because I'll actually pull one up um, while I'm actually telling the story. So, you know, a lot of these people at the Brooklyn Cyclones games, and I'm not saying that because they're supposed Mets fans, but all these people just come there for tourism. They don't actually know about the team. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it might be that way for the Staten Island Yankees, too. I mean, I haven't been to the stadium. There's a chance I could be going to the stadium, but that's probably not even, you know, where we're at right now. Yeah. So um, just give me one second. And obviously all of us are dressed up in Yankee gear except Craig. He doesn't know baseball from his toe to his ass or whatever. So <laughs> um, That's an interesting expression. <laughs> I, I mean, I just thought it off the top of my head. So I'm, I'm scrolling through somebody's Instagram feed. That's why I'm doing some stuff simultaneously. I apologize. But anyway, so, we're you know, when they have dan we're going, let's go Yankees, not Cyclones. Yeah. And after a while, we kept doing that. And it's not like we were screaming. We were just saying, let's go Yankees. <laughs> so um, the, the fat ass – guy the the king henry <laughs> oh for he's the basically one of the masters he goes Man. yankee guy calm down so i didn't hear him so i didn't hear him and i went like this i stood up on my oh no step behind no, I know this my home plate. I know this and i'm like what'd you say he goes calm down sit down so we started talking bullshit about the guy okay and the girl in front of us Who's got two daughters and a you know her husband there? She goes, why don't y'all grow up? Cyclones like, fans in a nutshell, right there, buddy. I'm like, really? So, I didn't want to get thrown out of the game. Okay, so here's one of the pictures if you guys can see. I don't. Oh, uh, that's oh, right. the green screen. Kind of green, green screen. screen. The green. I have screen. a picture. I have a picture from a game. I'll show you guys. Okay. Um. Damn. I there's the green screen. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, you know what? Just for sakes, I'm gonna shut my green screen off for a second so I could show you guys the picture. Okay. Um, let's see. Can I shut this off? Maybe not. All right. So obviously, you guys see the blue screen. Here is the picture that we all took. Can you guys see it? Maybe not because the fucking. Oh no! Now I oh, see. Yeah. It. I see it better now. Okay. So I am. Let's see. This will focus. Oh, yes. Okay, I can see it. I can see it a decent. I can see it a decent thing. <laughs> so anyway, um, what was I gonna say? So anyway, you know, we were doing that, and obviously, obviously, the woman says, "Oh my god, why don't you grow up, like, lady? You don't know anything about baseball." So, and then I didn't want to get thrown out of the game, so I told my mom. I said, "Listen, there's some people bugging us," and my mom. I went to the bathroom. I was about to shit myself because she 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 taunted her. She taunted her so badly that her family left the ballpark and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, I had the, and this, this night. 
the Yankees lost that night. Yeah, we they lost got, that game. I think it was yeah, like five to one or something to score. Yeah, that and, game blew. That game sucked. Okay, yeah. And they were had they had fireworks after, but anyway, um, and there was this little kid who was saying, Now let's go cyclones. You know, he was he was a little kid, so we said, you know what, he's cool. And his mom yelled at him for saying that to us. I'm like, no, 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 he's cool, you know, he's a good cool kid. And there was an old man Mets fan who was actually on our side. You know, because he probably sees the other side of the situation. So, CJ, I'm going to let you spew your story because I know you had a similar story, but also similar story. Okay. Yeah, similar story. Actually, at the same game, I have a picture. Actually, this is from that exact game during warmups. I, I have something on the to tell, one. but obviously, I'll let CJ go first. Yeah. So I was at this game. Actually, I was in Coney Island for the day with uh, my family, and I'm a. You could tell by my jacket, I was a big Stan Yankee fan when the team was here. Still, obviously, we no longer exist. But I was wearing my uh my Yank Staten Island jersey, my Staten Island hat. So we went to the game that day because we were already on Coney Island. So we're like, might as well go, considering rivalry game, Brooklyn, Staten Island. Let's go, might as well go. So I'm there with my mom, my sister, and my dad. And it's actually like a decent crowd, too. I think it was like a Wednesday or Tuesday, Monday, it Tuesday. Monday. It was in the middle of the yeah, it was a Monday. And it was actually a decent crowd that day, too. And the funny thing. Behind me, like I know from experience, Cyclones fans are I never really like them at all. They're stuck up snubs. Uh, that's what, pretty much what they don't are. Don't even know baseball. They come exactly half of them don't even know baseball. To the game and because it's Coney Island. Oh, it's the beach. Ooh, the, the Cyclone. Ooh, but they so they're fucking roller coaster. People behind me. People behind me. Like I'm it was I was clapping for something because I think it was like a few strikeouts or something. So I'm clapping. These people are telling me to shut up behind me. I'm like, first off, I didn't even say anything. I was just clapping. Second off, you have no right to tell me to stop clapping. And then the funny thing was a few moments later, that's when I saw you getting yelled at by the fat King guy. And I was like, I, and the funny thing was I was actually cheering alongside that as well. And then I saw this King dude and I'm like, I'm standing there like, yo, what the hell is this guy doing? And well, the long story short, we eventually lost that game. And then, when the Yankees scored a run, I think it was off like a sack fly or something. Like I stood up and I was clapping and then all the people behind me were like staring at me and like looking at me like with dirty looks. I'm like, yo, what the hell y'all looking at? And we're not used to noise in here. Exactly. You know, they're not used to uh, opposing fans, man. And it was a minor league baseball day, but they probably had no idea what was going on. Anyway, anyway, we lost the game. It was, well, it sucked that we lost, but it was a fun day to be there, but it kind of just proves that, uh, Cyclones fans were not the best people, and they probably still aren't the best people. <laughs> Quickly before I go into my uh, my first memory at Yankee Stadium, I had an argument or a discussion with somebody about three years ago. It was my freshman year in high school. Damn, mm. these fans are difficult. They are, man. Because they relate similar to what Joseph just said. I think there's a difference between being a fan of a team and liking a team. Because you, like you could like the Yankees, but I think being a fan incorporates more of you actually watch the games and that stuff. So yeah. I think there is a difference whether than, you know, because I was having a discussion with this person. It's like, what's the difference? And then my friend Kyle goes out and says, you know, uh, you know, if you like the team, you like the team. But if you go ahead and you watch the games and stuff, that's called being a fan. Because exactly. a lot of these fans, um, and I proved somebody wrong. Actually, one of my friends did because it was after the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. And, you know, actually, it was maybe before. I don't know. So the girl had a Julian Edelman jersey on, and her family's from Boston, I think. Oh, God. And uh, 
My friend Tyler says to her, who's a bandwagon by the far? He's a Celtics fan. He's a Yankees fan. He's a Steelers fan. By the far, so. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. Okay, but before, yeah. you, before you continue, I, I just got to let out a... I just got to let out a uh, little inside joke between me and CJ. I don't think you'll understand it, but it's because you said – because somebody said Boston. Cat a hat. Cat a hat. Cat a hat. Boston accent. Boston accent. Yeah. Very interesting. So, basically, he says, who's number 15 on the Patriots? It's Chris Hogan, by the way, or was. And he's like, I don't know. Um, I, I, I do that to people all the time. I do that to people all the time. And then she's like, well, my family's from Boston. That's why I root for them. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know who number 15 is. Yeah, like my – like in the hockey, my – The part about that is, is that after the Super Bowl, I said, yeah, you thought you were going to win the Super Bowl. She goes, we're already projected to win next year. I said, yeah, okay. Oh, my. They won next year. They won the next well, they, year. They, Fuck. They did win the next year. Like, that. like my – for like another example like that, my uh, friend was a big Islanders fan, and he was little. We're talking about hockey, and I'm a big Devil fan, as you as you guys may know. I'm, I do Devil stuff on YouTube as well. But he said the Devils uh, lost the Islanders like two weeks ago, I think it was. And my friend's talking all this trash, so I'm like, okay, name number eighteen on the Islanders, which is Anthony Bavilli. He goes, who the hell is that? And I'm like, well, thank you for just proving my point that you don't follow the team anymore, so you can't talk crap about them. But like. For example, like with the stand on Yankees at the time, like I went to tons of games because I, I lived near the stadium. So I went to a bunch of games. I knew pretty much like the whole roster every season. And then you have just like the casual people like in Brooklyn who just like sit there and just like don't know a single player on the team and just there just to for the tourist tourism if aspects. If you're going to do that, I'm in my opinion, and I'm, not, and I'm not striking against and Joseph's an Isles fan. I'm not striking oh. against uh, people who just don't follow their team. I'm talking about the tourists who think they know everything, but they don't. Uh, when yeah. it comes to like you know New York and stuff, and obviously you know people go to the games, they follow. If they don't follow, they still like it. But if you're going to be that stuck up, you might as well just go to the gift shop and leave. I mean, the gift might shop is well. for everybody. Seriously, might, might as well. I mean, I mean, I have you know, I have a similar story to that. <laughs> you want to go ahead and just mention it. Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly quick one. So you're just setting up how we got here. Um, have have either of you ever sat in like the legend suite at Yankee Stadium? Legend, I have suite. not. Which which the cushion the the cushion seats like behind home cushion plate seats down, the down the line? Yeah. No, I have not. Neither have I. Okay, so my uncle. I sorry, I was just reading a tweet from Andy Marciano. He just. Tweet bullshit. Um, my uncle used to work for the NBA, so he uh he knew some people. So we were asking him, like, "Look, can can you get us into a game?" He's like, "I'll see what I can do." It gets gets us gets back to us about two weeks later. Gives us these tickets: Royals, Yankees, um, in like late July, early August, but around there in two thousand eighteen, and mm-hmm. uh. It's in it's in this suite, and if I'll I'll go into the experience of the thing a little more more later if if you guys want to hear about it, but this is what happened anyway. So we get down to our our seats and you you looking around like 
my family's all decked out in like Yankees gear, everybody that has it anyway. And you're looking around, you're seeing like all these guys almost like as if they're like on a business trip. Yeah. And there was like, I, there was, like, I, 10, people like that. There, there was like 10 people in the entire section of like 40 seats. And I'm looking around, I'm like, what the fuck are these people doing? And my dad later explained to me that you know, companies buy out these tickets and then send send their employees like little like incentives. But um It's like Madison Square Garden um, with the Knicks and the in the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm so I'm sitting there watching watching a game. I get get a tap on my shoulder and you know the the Bronx, New York at uh at night it's a little freaky someone tapping you on the shoulder, you know. Um, so I look over, it's just like, he's not a furry, but like, he's like almost like, like you could tell, like he stuck out like a sore thumb, if you, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell, like he had no idea where the fuck he was. And he's like, what, what does MVR on the, on the scoreboard mean? So I look over, I see it. And I'm like, oh, it's mound visits remaining. He's like, it's a mound visit. And I was like, oh, oh God. my God. That's what it was like. Like I always have to explain like baseball stuff to my sister, and she's like, "What? Like what's a K mean?" And I'm like, "We went over this like 30 times. It's a strikeout." Family be like that. Family be yeah, because like, like I yell out, I yell out, like I yelled out, "Yo, Garrett Cole's ringing up the K's," and then my sister's like, "What's a K?" And I'm like, "It's a strikeout." Like I told you this. <laughs> yeah, or that's what happened with my sister when I was trying to get her into baseball. That was actually the game. That game that I was talking about. Um, that was the game that. Aaron Judge fractured his wrist after getting hit by Jacob. Oh, Jones. that game! Oh man, I remember exactly and where it, it I was. was right it was so strange because he obviously got on base because he got hit by the pitch, and he ran and like I have a picture of it. I I have to get it. I don't have it on my phone, but I have a, like if Aaron Judge were to turn sixty degrees, he'd be staring directly into my soul. That's how close I was to the field. Um, but like he ran the bases fine. I think he actually scored a run on what was later a Gregorius three-run homer, if I remember correctly. Um, and then there was like, a DD homer like, in that game. Like half an inning later, like I saw like in the section like across the stadium from me, everybody's like phone flashlights turn on. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I look up at the scoreboard when they they uh they're going back to bat and Judge was DHing this game, and Miguel Andujar was in his spot, and I was like, oh no. Like I knew it at that point. The first thing I did, I went to Twitter. It was like, <laughs> and uh, I forgot who it was. I think it I think it was Buster only, who had said that he was taken to the hospital with a with a fractured wrist wrist for further evaluation. I was just like. Fuck, man. I remember I was in the car. I remember that game. I was in the car going to my uh to the hospital in the city to visit my grandpa. And I'm watching the game on my phone. I see Judge like hits hit on the wrist, and I believe Stevie Donahue came out and was like looking at it. I'm yeah, like, oh no. it like this, right? Yeah, I was like, oh no, I I knew it exactly. And I was like, I like scream out. My mom's like, yo, stop yelling. We're driving over a bridge. I'm like, Ma, Aaron Judge just got hurt. And then and then that, that was that. I mean. And you didn't see him for quite a bit after. Nick and I now have something in common, but it's not a game. It's just a 
thing. It's an event that happened kind of thing. But um, so 2012 was my first Yankee game mm-hmm. that I've ever went to. And um, let's see. I got it. My uncle surprised me, said, hey, you know, we're going to a Yankee game with your aunt. So that was the first Yankee game. It was Jackie Robinson Day of 2012. Rowley Banez and Derek Jeter hit homers. Ron Nova started that game. Uh, we didn't yeah. stay for the whole game because I think my uncle had to work the next day. But it was obviously torture for my aunt, and the next game would be torture afterwards because she's a Mets fan. Um, <laughs> so we sat in Section 215, which is probably the first base side of the second deck. Yeah. That's the oh, like that side. that like overhang, like right, right, right to the left of the booth. Uh, yeah, a couple a couple of rows out. Uh, what do you mean by this, Joseph? I'm sorry for taking you out of context, but okay. Oh, uh, um, with the snake one torn ACL and the broken wrist. Oh yeah, okay. Now that similar feeling, yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, so obviously that was the first game I went to. They won eleven to five. And nothing much changed after we left, obviously, because uh, I don't know what time we got home. Um, 2013 was probably the most boringest game as a Yankees fan. Now, you appreciate every moment, but we won 5 to nothing with the 2013 Yankees. Does anybody remember that team and how boring and how lifeless they oh, were? Oh, God, that team was awful. That was I could compare to how many times and, you know, uh, watching, you know, how many games and, you know, teams, different stuff. But that, that team was so lifeless. I mean, it was no homers. Other than the fact that there were no homers that game, there were nobodies in the lineup. You had Austin Romine, (laughs) Ryle Overbay. Hold on, I got a whole list. (laughs) Ryle Overbay. (laughs) Overbay. Steven Giroux. Ben Francisco was one. Hiroki Kuroda started that game. Preston Kuroda. David Adams, who's who's now (laughs) uh, Staten Island Yankees manager. Jason Nix. Vernon I remember him, Jason Nix. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Oh, I remember man. all these guys, man. Oh, oh that team man. sucked. That was the boring. That, that was the boringest game I've ever been to, and I've been that to a couple of boring horrible. games, honestly. But you know, again, you thank God for every moment. And my uncle got those tickets. And he usually gets those tickets around the same seats. But talk about a dull game. And we left early, and nothing happened afterwards. <laughs> what are we missing? There was no homers. Basically, it felt like you know. Basically, nothing happened, honest opinion. So the next game we went to was July 18th, 2014. My sister, my brother, myself, and my uncle. This was against the Cincinnati Reds. This game was okay. There were more, I would say, actually better players. Carlos Beltran hit a homer in the right field after fouling like two straight balls off. Uh, Let's see. Jacoby Ellsbury was in the lineup ill. Um, Uh. Let me let me get an air sickness bag. Brian McCann was in the lineup. Uh, let me see. I have some notes down as well. Kelly Johnson was in the lineup. Sean Kelly, Kelly Johnson. Johnson. Oh my god! Yeah, these are some disgusting. Names. Better than, better than well, thirteen squad. Uh, the Brian McCarthy. Excuse me, not Brian McCarthy. Brandon McCarthy pitched very well that day. I wanted to bring him back. Um, so after that, I did not go to a Yankee game for about a year and a half. This mm-hmm. one, everybody should remember, opening day 2016. I sat – now, for 2013, I sat in the same section, if not the same seats, as uh, the 2012 game. 
But 2013, we were in the third. Uh, we were in the third deck. We were about above third base, and it was free. It was like 30 degrees that day. Oh goodness! So it just that stadium start. got cold. It didn't start right. Now me and Sean yeah. were actually at this game, you know, but we didn't, you know, sit in the same section. You know, his dad and uh, Sean were in the fourth deck. We were in the third deck. So um, one of the moments everybody should remember is that when Dylan Batantis threw over the head of Mark Teixeira, and it was supposed to be a uh, – it should have been an out call, but apparently he was done on the infield. What game was this again? Why this do I remember this? 2016 against the Houston Astros. He was oh, against the Astros. Oh. I remember I remember this. Exa- I remember exactly where I was sitting, too. I was sitting at my dining room table, and I'm like, me and my dad are like screaming, like, what the hell happened? And then we event- I-, I think we eventually lost that game, if I'm not wrong. We did. It was 5-3. to DD um, hit a homer that game. Wasn't it Keiko versus Tanaka, the pitching matchup? Keiko versus Tanaka, yes. Keiko was yeah. coming off one of his best seasons. Um, he was. We also saw, let's see, Johnny Barbado, if anyone remembers him. <laughs> Johnny Barbado. Um, this is the first time I got to see Chase Headley. Chase that Headley. guy. Wow. Um, wow. Starlin Castro, I saw him for the first time. Aaron Hicks, same thing. Um, Aaron Hicks. Girardi nearly got ejected, but he, you know, protested the game. Dylan Batantis, Chase and Shreve, some notable players. And the last time I got to see Mark Deshera. Chasing Shreve. Oh my God. Hey, yo, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so make sure we got a thank new you, video Joseph. up if you want to go check that out. But thank you, though. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joseph. Um, let's keep going. So the next game after that, and obviously it was freezing cold, was July 5th, 2017. This was cutting close to the all-star break. Um, yeah. Judge, I think, homered to reach the record or tied the record of Joe DiMaggio with like 20 something. Was that the really long fucking one against the Orioles? Blue Jays. Different bird. Blue Jays. Oh, I was um, thinking about that. that. I was thinking that about that game Angels that, game on the 4th of July that time. That wasn't That wasn't the, the, the game that he hit, like, the retired numbers? No, that was against the Orioles. No, that, that was, was, like, the that Orioles. was at the end of the season. That was near the end of the yeah. season. That was, like, in August, September. I do uh, Maybe, maybe not. Okay, anyway. So, notable players. The person who started that day, Michael Pineda. <laughs> Michael Pineda. Michael oh, God. Pineda. Was it, was it uh, Pineda let's see. with the fucking Vaseline on his neck or no? Was that, yeah. You know, that was, yeah, the pine tar. The pine tar on his neck. Uh, that was that game? Yep. Oh, no, it wasn't. That game was against the Red Sox. That Yeah, that was in Boston. Um. So we lost seven to six that day, and we were losing five nothing. Aaron Judge hit one of the homers. Someone who's now probably one of the better hitting first baseman in baseball. G Man Choi hit a homer that G-Man. day. G Man. Oh yeah, Choi. G Man Choi. Wow. That shit. Yes, G Man Choi. Um, he hit a homer Choi. that day, and Didi hit a go-ahead two-run double. So what happens? I'm going to test your knowledge on this, both of you. What was one of the problems of 2017? I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to guess Chase and Shreve. Chase and Shreve was a problem. No this specific, whole tenure in no, New York. No specific player, just a position group. And the bullpen. The, bullpen absolutely. The bullpen. bullpen was the bullpen was horrible. We lost that, game. that season. The bullpen. Batantis, 
I couldn't tell you how many times he walked players. Oh, my God. I remember this game. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It just came back to me. Oh, my God. I remember that game. I remember exactly what I was. I remember I was sitting on my. I remember that exact game. I almost threw a shoe at the TV. I was so mad at that game. Oh, my God. I remember that. Wasn't that the game that he walked the leadoff guy, proceeded to throw a fastball over the head of Sanchez, and then proceeded to walk the next two people to walk a run in with the bases loaded? I Probably. don't remember if it was that game, but... I want to be surprised. <laughs> Ch- Batances lost that game, and Chapman came in basically to save his ass for absolutely nothing as the offense couldn't do anything. So that was another fond memory. We were sitting in this exact same section as we were 2012-2013. So. Mm-hmm. Let's skip forward to about mm, almost a year later. The Yankees win 8-5 to five against the Atlanta Braves. This is the day before Glaber got hurt in 2018. Oh! Kyle Higgishoka. Against the Braves? Against the Braves. Was it like the 4th of July weekend? It was 4th of yeah. July weekend, but it wasn't 4th of July. Yeah, I remember because was- they were wearing like the patriotic Did jerseys. Like- that Kyle Higgishoka. Hit a homer that day. Actually, flew over a couple of our rows somewhere in left field because I was sitting. I remember left field. that game. This was for what my grandfather's 80th birthday present. Oh, nice! Yeah, and like the first, we were in the second row near the pole, so we got good seats. So, um, and it wasn't like that pricey either. So, obviously, one eight to five. Um, I remember I that game. Notes, but wasn't let's that see. the game that Nick Markakis hit like two home runs into right field? That cleared the wall by a combined twelve inches. I don't remember, unfortunately. Hicks, Stanton, Higashoka had homers. Domingo Herman started. All, yeah, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, I probably have a feeling about that one. And let's tell two stories. That's very funny. So there was this guy. <laughs> he's a Mets fan. A couple of sections back. That's oh how boy. this is going. So there's the these two guys. And I think they were drunk, to be honest with you. Probably. Well, I mean, Yankee they were Mets fans. fans. I don't blame them. I mean, no, well, no, I'm talking Yankee fans, two Yankee fans in front of us, but a couple sections back was a Mets fan. So oh, he okay. basically, you know, started started problems and saying the Yankees suck and, you know, the back. So the guy who looks sort of like Ice Cube, but he's not, obviously, gets <laughs> up and says, Bobby Bo, you better sit your ass down. He kept he kept yelling at him. <laughs> so it took one point in the game where me and my brother actually joined in. And my mom was looking at me crazy. These two guys in front get up, face the Mets fan, and go, asshole, asshole, asshole. <laughs> and Love I started that. chiming in too because I thought it was funny. So yeah, it probably was. That's one of the uh that's one of the funny moments of that game. I remember that. I remember that. Michael K was like, there's some shit going on. <laughs> I remember that game. Yeah. I remember that game. I don't remember because I remember I was at a restaurant watching it in New Jersey. I remember the game. I just don't remember the uh the, the that exact moment. But I remember the Hagashioka home run for that that game. I remember that. So the second funny moment, Ronald Acuna was in left field. So obviously Oh boy. You could expect some things. So this, this, this bald-headed guy starts screaming out, Acuna, do you shop at Victoria's Secret? 
<laughs> Left field is awesome. Darn Victoria's yucky. Secret. <laughs> I, I, I my pants laughing. It was so funny. Um, that was that was fun. That game. So the next game was on my birthday, and this pitcher came back to haunt us. And this was the first year he was with the team. Jay Happ started. Oh no 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 no! But we won. But we won. Uh, it was a biased score of let's see, ten to two. The only homer in that game was Greg Bird. Um, John Gibbons actually got ejected Greg over Bird. a call at first base, I believe. Oh, good Lord. Was that the game that Tim Mazer blew out his elbow? Who? Tim Mazer, the lefty. Wait, wait, wait. What team was this against again? This is against the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah. Like, and like it started raining. But one of the best moments about that game was that we were in the Delta Skybox, Skybox suite. Which yeah, you have the broadcasting booth, I've, which is I've, a little, I've, yeah, I've yeah, I remember. But then you was. have the seats behind home plate, which we got access to popcorn, cracker jack, and any soda we wanted, except for the food. You know, you had to pay for nice. Food. It wouldn't be Yankee Stadium if it wasn't without that. paying for food. <laughs> we got we got pizza, but I remember that was a fun game to go to, and we almost had a couple of balls come back. Um, but that was definitely one of those games. Where we had, or CJ, actually, no, Nick was talking about it, but the business guys, a couple business of business, yeah. it was, I don't think they were on business. I think they were actually British, I want to say. British or oh, Australian? Made, it's, so they were just it's generally cool. talking about baseball. There's there's people hmm. that you like, what you look at, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, yeah, yeah, word. That's at every sporting like venue, though. Like, at every game, there's just like some random guy, like, who the hell are you, man? <laughs> Um, so what was I going to say? So I got some now, cool moments I'll share. I'll share after Alex. I got some pretty yeah. cool ones. So the next games. game, and this is where my similarity with Nick comes in. You guys mm-hmm. ought to remember this. You know, this points out in your head when I say something. So judge second at bat, he homers. We're in the fourth deck. Now I'll get to it in a minute. We're in the nosebleeds by left field. We're able to see what happens. Mm-hmm. The infamous like, moment. The roll call? No, this is nosebleeds. Oh, so past the bleachers? So up all the way up. In between third base and left field, like the pole. Yeah, like that. So um, what was I going to say? The one moment. Now, Aaron Judge gets hurt this game in his second or third at bat. Oh, the oblique? Oh, Oh, no. Labor Torres hits a homer in the left field, gets called back, and gets called out. I remember that game. No, wait. That was the game I was in the car going to the <sighs> hospital with my grandpa. And that was the game where I threw my phone on the floor. And I was started screaming. Now, that's when I was going over the bridge. And I'm yelling. I'm like, how is that? Like, I was, No, I was in a Dollar Tree parking lot at the time uh, in the city. I was not in oh, going over the bridge. And I was losing my head. I was so mad. When that happened, <laughs> I think the Yankees won that game too. And then Yankees Boone got ejected that. after that, right? Boone got ejected. He got thrown. I remember that. And we were yep, chanting. I um, I remember Sean said, "Blue, you suck." And then we were chanting, "Asshole!" asshole. <laughs> and then Ooh, that was the worst call. Well, I was like, "Shut though. up! You're gonna get ejected." So I basically, <laughs> but I didn't remember Frazier and 
LeMahieu hitting homers that game, but I remember Mike Talkman hitting a homer that game. I remember Talkman hit one that game. I, I, remember, I don't remember that. remember the Frazier. I don't remember the LeMahieu one, but hey. that doesn't mean it didn't happen. I remember the LeMahieu one, too. LeMahieu? I think it was later in the game. LeMahieu was on the team? Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, it was 20, 2019. I remember – didn't LeMahieu, didn't LeMahieu hit one, like, later in the game, though? Or is that – I'm going to say that early in the game. In the game. I, I feel like I remember that. So I remember I, the I Talkman actually, one. Was that was that one of those games that he led the game off with a homer? No, no. He's done that. I remember, I, I remember Talkman hit one early because I remember I was watching it on my TV at the time. Yeah. So um, let's see. Take a look here. Um, so Tyler Wade substituted for him in right field, but obviously, you know, no really harm done there. Glabatori should have had a homer. Unfortunately, should have. Should have. Yeah. I that year when I was calculating his homers, I said you add one more. Yeah, that, that, that was a that was a home run. That was a home run. It was, and even if the guy reached over, it was still going in the seats. Exactly, so, yeah, it was still going in anyway. And you know where the thing is. Oh, we're gonna call him out. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, next game, it happens to be the last old timers game before the pandemic, twenty twenty. Oh, actually, man. before twenty nineteen. So was that the year that Mo threw Paul O'Neill a cutter and he like screamed when it hit the bat? I don't remember. I remember that moment, but I don't think it was that. Was it the I one where remember. Swisher hit? Was it the one where Swisher hit the home run? I want to say game. yes, but I don't remember to be honest with you. Some of these That's things the I game. honestly don't remember. So we yeah. were against the Astros. We lost that game. I actually forgot to calculate the score. I think it was like nine to three, nine to four, something like that. Let me yeah, hit a homer. Lo- we lost. Jay Hap. Jay Hap. Jay Hap sucked that game. Different homers. Altuve, yep. Tyler White. Gillespie, Goriel, and Pedro Alvarez. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. I turned that game off early. <laughs> and I was sitting in the left field seats, technically the bleachers. I wanted to go to the right field seats, but our section was phenomenal. So obviously, and the bad part about it was is that I wasn't wearing sunscreen that day, and it was how many degrees, and my legs were burnt for a solid two weeks. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. And my my – my dad asked me two weeks later, he goes, are you stupid or something? Why would you not buy sunscreen? So anyway, my last moment, I'm going to say this date, and whoever gets it right first is the winner. Let's see if anyone okay. remembers this. August 15th, 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need a little more than that. I can't give you the team because it gives it away. August 15th, was that, 2019. Was that against the was Red it? Sox? No. Oh. Was that the I was game to, that was... Torres, like, destroyed Gary Thorne? <laughs> no, no, that was in Baltimore. That was in Baltimore. I don't know. I'm lost. I'm, I'm lost. Damn, you, you got me there. You got one me there. More, one more guess for each because I don't want to give it away. Okay. I'm no, trying to think. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Because I went to a lot of games in 2019, but none in August. I went to the following. I think I went to the following game. Was it Cleveland? Yankees lost 19 to 5. It was Cleveland. I went to. I remember that game. Mike Ford pitched. (laughs) I remember that. And then the next day, didn't CeCe and Boone get thrown out the next game? Or was that the game after? Because I remember CeCe and Boone, my parents were on vacation. And CC and Boone got tossed, and I was in the car. Gardner my... got tossed too because he was doing yeah. the. Gar- yeah, that was the first time Gardner was hit. It. Well, that was the second time Gardner was hitting the ceiling. Yeah, but I remember yeah. that game. 
that was the game after. That was the game after yeah. the nineteen to five one. This is no, no, no. we were sitting in the same no. section as we always do. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be a birthday gift. Oh man! Well, happy birthday! <laughs> you wait, hold on. You, you you went to the one on the uh, you went to that blowout. The nineteen to five game. I was there. Yes. Oh goodness. Oh God. God God bless your soul. That's you why I have thing? an issue, a big issue, with bullpen games. That was a bullpen hey, game. Chad I Green started the game. Jonathan Loisica was the second pitcher. They got blown out. Loisica was terrible that game. I remember. Loisica was did terrible. You, and you did know you what? Stay, did you stay the full game? I stayed the full game. Soldier, what a legend! I, my, section, actually, my section of people lit up when Mike Ford struck out Roberto Perez, and the pitch was tied <laughs> too. My section lit up. We were high fiving each other and whatever, but I turned it back um, on when Ford came in to pitch because I got a Twitter notification. Mike Ford's in. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I forgot I'm just I forgot. about that next game. That's why, and one of the issues I have with baseball is and just like pitchers in general, why the hell are you f- screwing around with two strikes? Exactly. That's it, that it, happened a lot that game with Lawizaga. It ha- it happened with uh Chad Green. Green. I remember that, that game. And this is the last game I went to. Yeah, but this I, went to, I went to talk about a memory. I went, I, I went to I, like a lot of games. Like I'll kind of explain like some of mine. Well, my first game I ever went to was in the old stadium. So I was fortunate. Yeah, enough to go. Um, this was okay. on. I just pulled it up. Uh, June fourth, two thousand. Oh, no, this is actually the wrong wrong game. It was June f- something. I, I I'm trying to find it. Where did it go? It was 2008, and it was against the Blue Jays. Oof. That's that's what I remember, and I remember, or was it 2000? I can't, I can't seem to find it. It, it was. Let me, let me try to find it again. I wish you would have gone to the While you do that, oh, here it is. I found it. I found it. I found it. It was. It was June 5th, 2008. Uh, against the Blue Jays, Yankees were getting de- uh, my first game ever. Yankees were getting destroyed for a good portion of the game. It was an afternoon, like on the weekend. I remember my mom took off from work, my dad was off, so we went to the game with my grandpa. Um, not sure who started, but I maybe it was Musina. I'm not sure. Let me look. Um, because the box score. there's there's yeah, a I'm pulling it up right now. That I was there. There's a slight chance that I was there. June fifth, two thousand eight. It was Chiming Wong, actually. Chiming Wong started for the Yankees. I was, and I was not there. And oh. the Yankees were getting killed for a good portion of that game. And heading uh, – it was uh, that game was just a mess of all kinds. And heading into the last inning, the Yankees were down – well, heading into the bottom of the ninth, we were down eight to six, actually. They pulled, they pulled within a little closer. I remember we had a five-run inning. It was – bad and then jason giambi hits an absolute moonshot to deep right like i think it went into the like the second deck and the yankees walk it off so during that game like now i was really little at the time i remember it kind of well actually and a lot of luck was born that game because out of a lot of the yankee games i've been to i'll tell the more stories there's been a ton of pretty much all the times the yankees won it was off of a walk-off which is kind of insane but then like about, let me think, uh, five or six years later, I went to my first game at the new stadium. We lost to the Rays. It was just a terrible game. Sabathia pitched. He was terrible. 
he was done within like an inning, I think. Uh, and then next time I went, Martin Prado hit a walk-off single against the White Sox. That's a uh, blast from the past right there. Um, and we won that game. I mean, we came back down behind. That was the last time I saw Prado was not bad. Prado was a Prado wasn't bad. He wasn't bad at all, and he walked it off. I was sitting like kind of behind home plate, but like not in the legend seats, but like behind home plate, like in the section yeah. behind the legends. And then the next one I was at, this is actually a really cool, well, not a, I want to say cool, but a kind of scary story to begin with. Cause this was four, uh, three, four years later, 2018, uh, Yankees Mariners in June. And this was Loisaga's debut. I think this was Loisaga's debut, but I'm going to the game with my dad. No, 2018. Was this a night game? Yes, it was against the Mariners. Yeah. And I'll explain the full story, but I'm going to the game like around 3.30 with my dad, and we're driving like to the train station by my house. Next thing you know, we get T-boned by some car. Literally almost like killed me. I could have been dead if it went right into me because it was on the passenger side. We both managed to get out of it with no injuries, thank goodness. But we eventually got to the game. I mean, we took the train there. It was kind of scary to begin with. And then we, we got to the game eventually, right as the game started, too, which was perfect timing. And the Yankees looked pretty much flat for most of the game. But this is Luisaga's debut. His pitch count was getting up. And I believe this was one of the games where Chase and Shreve like, gave up a bunch of runs, if I'm not wrong. I think he, I think it was one of those games. And we're coming back. Sanchez hit like, This was the Stanton game. Sanchez hit a moonshot in the eighth to tie it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, to tie yeah. it. And then Stan hits a walk-off rocket you hear the guy to win the game. The guy, did you hear the guy go, shit? Yeah. Well, I I, well, I didn't necessarily hear it because I was up in the uh, second deck, like above right field, like, like above the bleachers. And I was like, oh, my God. That was one of the cool – that was probably the coolest Yankees moment I'll ever have. And my next game was 2019. I had real nice seats. I bought for me and my dad left field, like around like the third row in left field, um, like right next to the pole against the White Sox. And this was yet another game where we were terrible. Tanaka was horrendous. And we were getting killed. We were fooling around with uh, Eloy Jimenez in left field. We were uh, heckling him for the whole game. So we got killed that game. We looked terrible. Next game I was at was May 4th against the Twins. I had seats in like the Audi Club area, which was pretty cool. I mean, had free food, all sorts of cool stuff. So I was pretty awesome. But the Yankees lost, which really wasn't a surprise. We, again, another terrible game. Jay Hat pitched this one. Pretty much says why we lost. And no offense at all, too. So we lost that one. And the next one I was at was sometime in June again against the Blue Jays. It was an afternoon game. It was like a Thursday afternoon. It was supposed to be my last day of school, but I didn't go that day because I went to the Yankee game with my dad. And we were there, and the Yan- it was like a back-and-forth game. I mean, Paxton started, gives up a bunch of runs in the first inning. I believe it was like 3 nothing at the end of 3 4 nothing at the end of the first. And the Yankees just slowly, slowly crawled back. LeMayu had a home run. Gregorius had a home run. And we have like a one-run lead heading into the ninth. And we bring in Britain. And he gives up the tying uh, the the uh, tying run, which really wasn't great. And then Glaber Torres hits a walk off single to center. I believe it was Didi who scored, and we won. Um, I believe the score. I'm not sure what the score was. To be honest, I think it was eight seven, if I'm not wrong. But Gregor, uh, the Yankees did win that one, and that was fun. And then probably 
The best game I was ever at, which was my last game I was at, was the 2019 ALDS versus the Twins, game two. Um, that place was loud. That place was loud. The ground was like shaking below me. I was in the second level. Yeah, it was the Gregorius Grand Slam game. And I remember Randy Dobnak was pitching for the uh, Twins. And before the game, yeah, and before the game, he said, the louder it is, the more I love it. So everyone was going nuts from the beginning of the game. From the beginning of the game. Yankees get tack on some runs, I believe. Encarnacion had like a little RBI in the first, Yo. and then the big Gregorius Grand Slam came the next inning, and that place went crazy. I remember like the ground was like people were jumping on each other. There was beer being thrown from above. It was awesome. The Yankees eventually won that game, obviously, and eventually won the series. But those are pretty much those are all the Yankee games that I was. At. I never went to any road games just yet, and obviously none last year. But that was probably my favorite game I was at. That ALDS game was absolutely nuts. Seems like you have walk-off luck. I do. I mean, it's crazy. I I, I really don't understand it. <laughs> I, I really don't. It, 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 I, like the, the running joke with me and my dad is whenever the Yankees are losing heading into ninth, to ninth, my dad goes, oh, yeah, we're about to walk it off. What do they do? They walk it off every time. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's really. I have, uh, I have a couple of stories building off of like your guys. You you said you went to the uh the Cleveland blow. I was at the next game, and we had four t- we had four tickets up in in a real in quickly, a- real quickly. I don't mean to interrupt. You said you were at the next game, correct? Yeah. The next game, the next day, me, Sean, and Luca went to the Giants Bears preseason game. <laughs> How about that? Um, and anyway. real, I, 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 again, I, I'm sorry. I apologize for interrupting, but my friend Sean keeps keeps always telling me, you know, we could have got tickets to that Tuesday game because it was either going to be the Tuesday game uh, against the Orioles, I think, or the Thursday game against the Indians. We chose the Indians game because it fit better in our timing. And unfortunately, whatever happened happened. Nineteen to five. Nick, keep going. <laughs> So we, we go to the next game and we had four tickets up in a in a suite. And my mom had woken up sick. So he, my dad was like, I don't want this ticket going to waste. Call everybody in your contacts list. The first person that answers and says I want to go is going. This is like nine o'clock in the morning. Like it was a, it was an afternoon game, one o'clock game. Um so I call a couple of my friends, no answer. Then I call my friend Victor. You can you can absolutely tell that the ringing of his phone woke the man up. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey. He's like, what's up? I'm like, you want to go to a Yankee game? <laughs> so he's <laughs> like, bet. So I'm like, I'm coming in ten. Be ready. Like, and just run out the door. He's like, I got you. I kid you not. He gets a call about the fourth inning. This is mom. Where are you? Oh man, she didn't. He didn't tell her. That's something I would she do. Was, <laughs> she, she, she was asleep. She was asleep. He didn't want to wake her up. And he goes, "I'm at Yankee Stadium." She's like, "You're what? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome." That, that he explained the situation to her, and it was funny. The, they yeah, were losing. Like, when he got home? What? 
Did he get his ass beat when he got home? No. Um, <laughs> he, uh, so I believe the score was like seven to four. And it was like the, it was like the eighth inning. And my dad's like, I really don't want to deal with New York traffic. Do you care if we get out of here? Listen to the rest of it in the car. Like, nah, not really. So we get in the car, we're leaving. We're at, we actually just get across the GWB. This is the uh, this is the bottom of the ninth with two outs. They had gotten two runners on, so tying run was at the plate. It's a shallow. Oh, you told me this story. We're sitting there. And we're listening to John Sterling on the call. It swings and he hits it high. He hits it far. It is. Caught at the wall. We were like, Fuck. I, hate, I, I hate when Sterling does that, man. It's the worst when he does that. It's not like you're watching it on TV and you get to see. I've jinxed yeah. a couple of those because one time, this was spring training of 2017. We were versus the Orioles, and Jorge Mateo is at the plate. Hits it <laughs> to the left field Mateo. wall, and uh, I said, it's gone. Catches at the wall. My brother get, got mad at me because I jinxed it. <laughs> I do that all the time. Like, whenever Aaron Judge like gets like a good swing off the bat, like I'm jumping, I'm like, oh, and then it gets like caught like in the middle of the infield. I'm like, eh. <laughs> is what it is. So, um, what was the story you were telling, CJ? I don't remember. Uh, the the Minnesota one. Um, so I was watch- I wasn't there. I was watching on my TV. Yeah. I was watching on my TV. I was FaceTiming with my one of my friends, and I was like telling him what happened because he didn't he didn't get the game for whatever reason. I guess because it was on MLB Network, you need like a certain like TV package for it. That game um, was on Fox, I think, like so, Fox Sports. So I'm, like, I'm like, who the fuck is Randy Dobnak? Like, what kind of name is Uber. that? And uh, <laughs> yeah, Uber, Uber, Uber. Um, so, oh yeah. I, okay. Now, now, I, now I know who Dobnak is. The Uber driver. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I when you guys are telling the story and talking about the loudness, I'm like, uh, still, still kind of blind on this eye here. Still, I, I, I don't know who it is. When you said Uber. I said, okay. Now I know who it is. <laughs> so, so anyway, Grace hit that grand slam. Um. I, like off the bat, I was like, oh! like I was losing my fucking mind. And my the whole dad stadium was like that. My my dad must have not been watching the game, and my my friends like screaming at me. He's like, "What's happening?" He just hears me screaming. He has no idea what's going on. And I hear, "Nick, shut up!" <laughs> I was like, "No." Yo, at that game, I remember. All I remember is that ball coming off the bat. My dad, like, putting his, like, arm on my shoulder and everyone, like, g- jumping in unison. And you see the ball, and I'm like, holy crap, that's coming right at me. Turns out it didn't go right at me. It went a few rows to my right. But I was like, oh, my God, the ball's coming right at me. I'm like, I'm like preparing to, like, kind of catch the ball. I'm like, what the hell? And I see it go to the right, and I'm like, oh, my God, that, that ball went out. And I remember that earlier that inning, Stanton hit, like, a deep fly ball to center. And everyone did the same thing. Everyone was like, oh, my God. And it got caught at the track, I think. But from that same playoffs, though, like at home, I'll never forget, though, Houston versus Yankees game six in 
Houston. We all know how this one ended, but I'm sitting here like I'm sitting here like depressed as hell on my couch by myself because my dad's at work and my mom doesn't watch baseball. So I'm sitting here by myself, like like I felt like I was gonna cry. I'm like sitting here by myself. I didn't like like, I'm sitting here like this by myself, and then I see LeMayhew step in with a man on. I'm like, oh boy. Here's LeMayhew. And I see that ball go, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, like, I'm standing there. I'm like, go, go, go. And it hops over. I ran a solid four laps around my house screaming. My mom was like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, the It was late at night, I think. I don't remember exactly. when it started. It was, like, 10, 11 o'clock, I think. It was. Everyone else was sleeping, and my dad was at work, and I was running around in circles going bananas. <laughs> that was awesome. And then obviously the game ended uh terribly. Yeah. But, yeah. I have a I have a couple of couple of devil stories that's interesting. I mean you you might know better than he would, but um I have a lot of devil I was, stories. I was I was real young with this. Um and I I'll tell these two and then I kinda gotta hit hit the dips on it. So I, I don't know how you guys wanna play this. But I was real young. Actually, I have three of them. I was real young, and my my buddies, my buddy, um, his dad had passed away from cancer when he was like real little. So the and he was a huge Devils fan. So um, I know that was a grim beginning of the story, but I, I promise you, it's not it's not a sad story. Um, he they you know how they do those like those like groups things at, at the games and like, oh, like yeah, yeah. The groups on the big boards. Um, yeah. So we had this connection that like would always, always get us ch- cheap tickets, you know, give, give us like extra like benefits, you know? So I forgot where we were going, but we were in like that back locker room area. You wouldn't know this Alex, but you would like, you know, where they play like the, the soccer to like to warm up. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know, I, I know what you're talking about. Oh wait, I think you told me this story. It I think I may have. Um but I I just hear this guy booking it up and down the hallways. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And my well, I didn't say that, but I was like thinking like who's that? And my dad's like my dad's like, that's Adam Henrique. Oh I'm my like, God. no, it's not. Shut up. And then the the guy the guy that's like leading us through there, he's like, you know, we're really not supposed to interact with these guys. Like he's almost like shooing us along. And then mm-hmm. I guess he saw he saw me. And for those who don't know, I uh, have a disability that requires me to walk on crutches. So uh, it seems like you didn't know that the way you looked up. Oh me? Um, no, Alex. Oh. But anyway, he, he continue, like continue story. He's like, he's like, you guys want a picture? And the, you could just see the see the look on a guy's face, like, ooh, this isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> it was, it was that, pretty funny. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> they took a picture, you know, said what's I up. Just, I don't was always a gentleman though. He was always a great guy. I, I was I was fun, but it was it was another game I went to um, a couple years later. This was actually PK Subban's first. No. This, this was the the game against the Jets. Oh they, no! Oh um, no! Oh no! So little little uh little backstory for Alex because I highly highly doubt you watched that game. So this is Devils a very made this, story. 
made this trade for like what was one of the top defensemen in the league. They gave up nothing. It was a fleece. Turns out he's one and, of the worst the, now. Yeah, yeah. The Devils were looking to be be a solid team. Be a uh, flashy. So, so they were they were up playing playing through. They were up four to one going into the going into the third period. To put that into perspective for you, blowing a three goal lead in hockey is like blowing a thirty five point lead in a football game. <sighs> So it's between the guess what happened. Yeah. Yep. Between the second and third period, my dad and I go up go up the stairs to get uh get food. And as soon as I like get up to the like the concourse, there's this tall blonde chick standing next to me. And she looked so familiar, like it wasn't even funny. So, like, I take a couple steps forward, and then I turn around, and she just happened to turn around at the same time. It was fucking Lindsey Vaughn. Lindsey Vaughn was six inches away from my face. Yo, what? That's nuts, bro. And I was was about to get a picture, but there was a whole-ass crowd, and I was like, nah, I ain't with it. That's absolutely crazy, man. And then they blew the game, and I went home in the car crying. Um, Devils in a nutshell. Not, not literally crying, but um, I was in pain after that game ended. <laughs> yeah, that, that was rough. That was rough. Actually, I have. Oh my god! I this was actually the same day. So, I'm going, and you know, you like, you know that VIP entrance that's on like the east side of the of the Prudential Center. Yeah, it's like kind of like hidden in a way. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Whenever I go, I go through there. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not actually supposed to. The lady that, the security lady knows who I am. So like, mm-hmm. the CS comes through and they just check me out and they let me go. Because there's, there's elevators right there. Mm-hmm. So again, we're going through that little back tunnel or whatever. And... We, we went in this way and we went out this way. We went in and out the same way. So we went back there twice. So going going in, obviously, that little back tunnel leads to, like, the ice and, like, the lower levels. And you know how, like, the Devils uh, the devil's cheerleaders, when they had them, would, like, scatter around, like, like behind the glass and stuff? Yeah. So the elevator, elevator opens. We're going down to that area. And it stops. It opens. It must have been like three quarters of them, three quarters of Devil's cheerleaders ah. right on the elevator. I made a bunch of Jets ones one time. And the funny thing was, I was too young to really realize what was happening. But when I saw the picture a few years later, after you know some some things have developed, if you know where I'm getting at, um, <laughs> I was like. Oh shit! This happened. <laughs> I was with a bunch of Jets ones in a picture like a long time ago, but like I was, how old was I? I was in like sixth grade, so I had no idea. Like I was like, I'm just like taking pictures, but get, get What were you saying? Though, no, did you finish? Like, like half the half the fucking cheerleaders like hopped on the elevator with us, <laughs> and they were like, "Do you, do you mind if we get on?" And me and my me. My dad and uh, 
this kid stepdad that I went with, they were like, oh, no, 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 not at all. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I have like, I have a ton of devil stories, but I'll kind of save those. It, but it was so funny. And on the way up, on the way back, like up to like the way we went in, um, mm-hmm. we're in that back tunnel again. We see see this guy, big bearded guy, um, sweaty as shit, about to get up. And the, the elevator's packed. Mm-hmm. And my dad looks over somebody, and he this guy's about literally a half an inch away from getting on the elevator. My dad looks over guy's shoulder. He's like, that's Kyle Palmieri. Yo, what? I was like, I was like, where? Like, like you don't say them. I'm like, no. There's 16 people oh, in front of me. That's crazy. So I almost, I almost re- rode an elevator with the Devil's Cheerleading Squad and fucking Kyle Palmieri in the I, same day. I mean, that, that I got cool. me. I met a bunch of Jets players. Um, well, none of them are really notable now because uh, Sam Darnold's most likely going to be gone. Jamal Adams is yeah. gone. Le'Veon Bell's gone. <laughs> oh, man. Jets my, fan. My friend who's a Steelers fan, he went to the Steelers-Eagles game in 2018, I want to say. Yeah, 2018. Uh, preseason, obviously. And he took a picture with their cheerleaders, the Eagles cheerleaders. <laughs> so they weren't happy at all. And he's like, you know, smiling and everything. Steelers won that game, though. No, oh, nice, nice. Oh, I, I mean, like, I have one last uh, Yankee story. I have a tons and tons of Yankees, Jets, Devil stories. But this is one of my favorite Yankees ones. Probably this was from last year, actually, in that game against the Mets, like the first game of that double he- header. So it's like the ninth inning, like the Yankees are like getting killed. And the ninth inning comes and Diaz is on for the Mets. And you guys probably know, you guys probably remember. This is the game where Diaz blows it. This is the game where Diaz blows it. Well, you can say that a lot. Was it the 72 game? Yes, it was. And Aaron Hicks steps in and hits an absolute missile to right. And I'm like screaming, get out, get out. Just escapes over the wall. I had my front my house door open i run out the house and like i run around i'm like screaming my head i'm like holy like how the hell did we just start the game and we eventually win it too and then my neighborhood's full of mets fans so you heard people like screaming like the whole neighborhood and there's just me like going wild the one the one yankee fan so the one uh any other stories we gotta share because we also have to get into you know our top baseball movies uh, I think I did all my good stories. <laughs> None that I could think of. You look, you're in the dark there, Nick. Wait, I mean, actually, actually, I have, I have one cool, I have one cool devil story. Um, it, I wasn't at a game for this, but I was at, um, I was at home. It was my birthday, uh, December 14th. This was 20. I'm trying to think. I think, yeah, this was 2018. And. The Devils are down 4-1 to Vegas going into the third. So I'm, like, blowing out my birthday candles. I'm, like, I as a joke, like, I yell out. I'm, like, oh, I wish for the Devils to come back in this game. And, like, everyone's laughing. I have my friends, my family. The Devils come back and win it in overtime. <laughs> I don't know how. Like, I'm still confused to this day. And Nico overtime goal? Yeah, it was the Nico goal where, like, he dove, like, over Flurry and scored. I'm, like, what the hell happened? Uh, that was nuts. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I mean, I haven't had too many cool jet. Actually, one jet story. 
because I haven't had too many cool Jets stories over the past few years. But this is probably my favorite one. So we're playing the Chiefs, and the Jets are – I believe the game was tied at the time, and the Jets just scored the tying – or the, the leading touchdown, and we're going to go for two. And then I believe it was Eric Berry. Oh, no, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters on the Chiefs. He's getting pissed at the refs for, like, a bad call. He takes the oh, flag, he the, he the flag yeah. into the stands. And you see these people on TV had it, and everyone's going nuts. And here's me. I broke my leg the day prior, so I should have been at that game, but I couldn't be there. But <laughs> I'm, like, laying on my couch, like, screaming. Like, I'm, like, standing up on one leg at one point. Like, oh, my God. Like, I was going nuts during that. And then the Jets won the game, too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> They did. That was one. Of, that was probably one of my favorite games I ever watched as a Jets fan. Not gonna lie, because we haven't had much to cheer about. <laughs> after, the, after the Steelers beat the Chiefs that year, they lost to a lot of you know re- irreputable characters. They lost the Jets. They lost the Giants. They lost a lot of bad teams. They were um, in free fall at the time, man. But I'm gonna go to Nick for basically the closing segment, which is the top five baseball movies and a little description of why. So we'll go around the horn like we did again. I'll go last. CJ will go second. Nick will go first. Go ahead, Nick. Cool. I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head. I had them all, and I, I fucking forgot. I wrote mine um, down. Yeah, I wrote mine down as well. I'm pulling it up I right did now. not. I did not because I am a little stupid. But stupid. um, Sorry to interrupt, but we're getting seven more inches of snow in New York City this weekend. Oh, yay. Yeah. I love the snow. In a in no particular order, Major League, Sandlot, Field of Dreams, um, why can't I remember the name of the other two? I'm gonna Google it real quick. I'm just gonna what, Google baseball. What, who were they with? I I'm completely drawing a blank. I'm gonna Google baseball movies, and then when Probably I see. Not- uh, CJ, you know. while he's Googling, you might want to... 42? I have my, I have 42? my list. 42? 42? Okay. 42 is one of my... Fa- 42 is actually on my list. Uh, Don't clown me for this, but I haven't watched Bull Durham yet. I'm going to watch it today, actually, if I get some free time. But my top five movies... Number one, we got The Sandlot. That's just a classic movie. It's just one of my favorites. I mean, how could you go wrong with that movie? My second favorite is Field of Dreams. Great movie. A real great movie. I mean, I was kind of torn between Sandlot and Field of Dreams for number one, but I'm a row with Field of Dreams at number two. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies. Love the storyline. Number three, we got Major League. Uh, the first one was the phenomenal. One. Second, one, second one was all right. Second one was okay. So first one, that's better. The first one was so much funnier, but <laughs> again, that's just another movie that I liked a lot. Uh, every time we win, every time, yeah. And then number four, we have oh yeah, <laughs> number four, we have forty two. That's another good movie, as well. Um, love the Jackie Robinson story. Chadwick Boseman was just perfect for the role right there of Jackie Robinson. And the last one is Rookie of the Year. That's a great movie too. Never uh, seen it. It's this one with what? this kid Henry, and like he like hurts his arm. And like he all of a sudden he could like throw like major league speed and he becomes like a pitcher for the Cubs and he wins like the World Series mm-hmm. and then drought <laughs> or something like that. That was a good movie, but I never yeah. watched both of them yet, so I couldn't put it on my list. And there was a few other ones I'm I'd probably forgot. But 
I'm going to make oh. a hot take that relates to my top five, and you guys are probably not going to like it. Let me hear it. Sandlot is not in my top five. Oh, no. Sandlot is not in my top five. Damn, bro. Did you, did you Damn. have a childhood? Do, do your parents hate you? Were you loved as a child? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of weird because, A, um, I've seen the first movie. I haven't seen the second or the third one. I second just I just like the other movies that I put on my list a lot more. And the first time, I, it's not like I was watching it at home. You know, I just saw it on TV and decided to watch it. I watched it in art class. <laughs> I watched the Sandlot the first time in art class. In art class, I, art I watched that. Yes, like, uh, but the I don't recommend watching the second and third ones. Those are just disgrace to us cinema all over the United States and all over the world. But all right, so number five, we're gonna go and go to the top of my document. Number five on the board is Bull Durham. Oh, one of my. I favorite. gotta watch. One of my favorite classic movies, uh, Kevin Costner. The, my favorite oh, scene, yeah. though. My favorite scene, though. I don't know if Nick has seen it. Is when uh, yeah. the umpire throws Kevin Costner out of the game. I've I've seen this before. Yeah. That that was one of my favorite moments. Number four, we're gonna go to Major League. Um, I was watching. That was the one I was saying. I was watching a clip of it today. Very funny. Um, obviously the second one's okay. You know, it's not as good as the first one, just like a lot of other movies going number three, you're going to go to 42. Um, I remember seeing it when it came out in theaters. I thought it was a really good movie. Chadwick Boseman, the Jackie Robinson story. When, when it opens up and everything opens up, I want to go to the Jackie Robinson museum in the city. That's always been a thing for me. And unfortunately I just never found the time, but at some point when they do open up, I do want to go see it. Number two, yeah. number two is the Field of Dreams. Um, I've watched that movie a dozen times when I got to see the full movie. Uh, just a classic, one of my favorites. Just you know, it's there. It was one of my teacher's favorites back in the day, and still one of my favorites. Number one, it's not mentioned among you guys, but The Natural. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That I have I've only I'm watched it once. Though. I don't know if I've seen it. I've I'm only watched it once. New York Knights, Roy Hobbs. Yes, I, I I've watched it once. I mean, I, I'm gonna have to rewatch it again, but I only watched it once. But that was a good movie. I'm gonna have to rewatch it though. It has stuck with me for years. I still have it on DVD along with Major League and 42. But that's that hits home for me. Same with Field of Dreams. Top two, obviously, Jackie Robinson, Major League, and uh, Durham Bull, Bull Durham, whatever. I don't know why they put it backwards, to be honest, but that's just, you know. One of my uh, bucket list things is to go to the uh, Durham Bulls uh, baseball stadium where the minor league team plays. That was never on my list, but, you know, also fun fact. I was watching a video about this today. Did you know that Major League was not filmed – in Cleveland. Yeah, in Camden Yards. No, that's not what I heard, actually. I heard it was filmed in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, and then the, the second one was filmed at Camden Yards, but I'm yeah. pretty sure the first one was filmed at, like, the Milwaukee, uh, the old Brewer Stadium, if I'm not wrong. Milwaukee County Stadium. 
Yeah, it's where the Brewers played. And then the other one, the second one was not at a Jake, uh, well, progressive field. It was at, um, yeah. Ken- the Browns were playing the preseason games. That's why they didn't do the first one. Yeah. I don't know why the second one, but obviously the first one's more interesting. What was I going to say? Um, just maybe, they were, maybe they're still constructing the old, the new stadium during the second one. I don't know. Probably something like that. Just to cap off the uh, entire podcast, even though it's a different subject, apparently the Eagles are. You know, obviously trading Wentz, and apparently the Bears are among teams that want to trade for him. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, the Bears are also paid quarterbacks on their roster. Next yeah. Thing <laughs> yeah, they'll have three Eagle players on the same roster. I mean, so, Matt, like, well, the Bears are in the running for Watson as well. So if the, if they trade with Wentz, they're not getting Watson. It's up if to they trade for Wentz, that's another team out of the out of the race. That means it narrows it it's down. It's up to the Dolphins. It's up to the uh Panthers and the Jets. Jets. Uh, the Panthers, I heard, were making a strong push for him. Apparently, like Kareem Jackson, his old teammate, is going to try to make a push for Denver. I don't see it because apparently John Elway like stuck to his gut saying, you know, Drew Luck, Drew Luck is our quarterback. Um, apparently, there's also rumors that Andrew Luck's coming back. I don't see it. Really? I, I saw the apparently. picture. I saw the picture of T.Y. Hilton posted on Twitter with him and Andrew Luck. But uh, I mean, the Colts are another well. I saw that Sam that Sam the Jets are taking calls on Sam Darnold at the moment, and I saw the 49ers called, and I'm pretty sure that's all I've seen so far. But I don't know. Whatever honestly gets him off our hands at this point. Maybe we if we land Deshaun Watson. I, I believe I said this the last time I was on your podcast. If we land Deshaun Watson, oh man, that'd be massive. That would be massive. Okay, B- business taken care of. What just happened? I uh, received a call from somebody who was about to yell at me for not doing something. Um, yeah, I think I know who that is. Who I do don't think know the situation, but I think I know who that is. <laughs> I think we, we all know probably, who that is. probably like chat or something after. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, just to cap off the uh, episode, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you, Joseph, for commenting. Even though it was about football, you were still talking about it. Baseball as well. Uh, thank you, Nick and CJ, for coming on. Uh, going live 3 p.m. on Sunday. Big mock drafts. We're going to do it through, I think, Draft Network or Pro Football Network or whatever one of those. Not PFF because I think PFF you, is it, terrible. It, showed, it showed because one of the guys that follows me, he selected a quarterback in every round. Up to the fifth round, he got an A-plus grade. That's PFF in a nutshell. <laughs> so we're going to do NFL Talk. Talking about the Super Bowl, uh, call-in show for anyone that wants to come on. It's going to be a lot of people um, from Uncut Sports News. Also, you know, we're going to do that mock draft. Uh, if we have eight people, I'll probably split it up into four picks each. But we'll see how many people we get. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for watching, and we will no see you on Sunday. Yes, sir.